Edition breath that can do intro by my man DJ Deuce J. My name is JG Smooth, and I know it has been <coughs> it has been quite some time uh, since the last podcast. Um, the reason being is we were supposed to have the Sunny Day special. Uh, as you know, Sunny Day was a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were supposed to have an interview shut up with UCO head football coach Nick Bobeck. Unfortunately, weather preempted that, closed the school down, so that had to be postponed. So we tried to move it to the following Monday. Uh, we had a conflict of schedules with Coach, and uh, he has been out of town as of late. So um, what we're going to do is, because I want to get this out to you in a somewhat timely manner now, um, I'm going to discuss the class here at length, and then what we're going to do is have a one-on-one special uh, with Coach Bobek, where it's just going to be uh, kind of like it was the first time, where it's just a, where it's just the regular interview with Coach, um, get his thoughts on the class. I think that's the best way to do it, uh, given the circumstances at the moment. Uh, but before uh, we get into the very talented uh, recruiting class, um, as usual, we're going to discuss some other UCL sports happenings. Starting with the basketball teams, uh, I'm going to start off with the women's basketball team. Um, 15 and 10 on the season, 6 and 8 in conference play, um, which again is not bad considering the injuries and the youth on the on the roster there. Uh, Coach Guy Hardiker and his staff have done a pretty good job this season of uh, posting a winning record here, uh, at least overall. Um, he suffered a uh, a loss to Wasburn on I believe it was Saturday. 
the final road game of the season for both teams. Uh, they lost 74 to 53. Uh, they, they had a very cold start. Uh, they were down 21 to six after the first quarter and uh, fought fought back to only be down by five uh, entering the entering the fourth. But uh, again, in that fourth quarter, um, just could not put the ball in the hoop. I, I scored 25 to 10. Um, they shot just 30 percent uh for the for the game so you know it just wasn't one of those um games offensively but again uh Cliff Harker's defense at least in the in the second and third quarters there um you know they were able to get give themselves a chance but again you, you can't hit the shots you can't hit the shots it's gonna be tough to win games but um they, they are in action. Uh, the final four games of the season are at home at, at Hamilton Fieldhouse. Uh, they host Fort Hayes State Thursday and Russell Kearney on Saturday. So, um, hopefully they can get some wins out of those. Um, the men's team <clears throat> also fell to Wasburn. 88-69. Um, they dropped a 10-14 on the season. 3-12 uh, in conference. Um, they were only down by three at the half, but were outscored in the second half, 52 to 36. Uh, Wasburn saw 64.5% uh, on the, on the day, 42.3% from threes, and 58.9% uh, in the second half. So, uh, very very efficient offense for. Uh, Wasburn and also I, I, I rebounded the Broncos by 10. Um, UCO again was led by Ardarius Avery. The Leola Chicago transfer had 27 points, 12 rebounds, a 9 coming from the free throw line. Uh, senior guard Josh Holiday had 12 points. Uh, true freshman Colt Savage, a, a very, very promising uh, guard for a combo out of Sam Springs, had, had a career high 12 points. And Marquise Johnson had 10. Um, the good news is, again, for the men's, um, the last four games are uh, all at at, uh, at home. They're 4-5 and five on the season at home. So uh, maybe they can end the season here on a high note, uh, enter the conference tournament at 14-14. Uh, you know, uh, last year they were able to get past the first round and then lost and lost in the, in the second round. But... Uh, you know, there's there's still hope. I, I still have faith that head coach Tom Hankins uh, and his staff will will put it put it together. Uh, since we have last talked, uh, baseball and softball seasons have started, and both are off to really impressive starts. Uh, the baseball team is six and two uh, on the on the on the season. Um, they beat Swasu Sunday night, uh, three to two on a walk-off run by Case Mashner. Uh, uh, and um, the 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 game the game uh, which was supposed to be actually this Tuesday, um, which is today as I'm recording this, has been postponed because of the weather. Not sure when that will be rescheduled, uh, but they are. Back in in action uh, this this Wednesday at Wendell Simmons Field, they host Missouri Southern, uh, the, the conference opener, in a three game series uh, this Friday through Sunday. So if you're not co- uh, seen the uh, UCL baseball team 
Uh, I would advise you to come check them out. They are pretty, pretty good softball. <clears throat> also very good this season. 13-1 on the season. Nine straight wins. 9-0 at home. Um, it's coming off of a dominating weekend in which they... Uh, which they won all four games at the UCOOC Invitational at Broncos Softball Field, um, winning four games by a combined score of 35 to seven, and they host Angelo State in a, a doubleheader next Tuesday, also at home. So, uh, if you have not seen those ladies uh, play, they also are truly talented. Uh, Joby Heath is uh, one of the best softball players in all all of Division Two, and um, she has some teammates that are also equally as talented. Um, so I would highly suggest that uh, you come see uh, Joby Heath and Coach White's uh, softball team. Uh, wrestling is um, finished twentieth in the final poll, heading into into regionals. Uh, they have three individuals ranked in a top 12 at their at their at their weight class. Uh, Heath Gray comes in at number two at 184 pounds with a 29 and one record. Uh, Greg Wilson is number 10 at heavyweight. Uh, after going six and two after joining the team just this semester, and then Colton Looper is number 12 at 197 pounds. Uh, 22 and 7 record, uh, team high 10 falls. Uh, the when they travel to uh, St. Charles, Missouri, uh, this 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 Saturday for the Super Regional Four tournament, um, where essentially they had to finish in the top three, uh, so they can move to the NCAA Division Two Wrestling Championships uh, in Cleveland on March 8th. Through, through the ninth, and it's a very tough regional here with six of the 10 teams, including UCO, are ranked in the top 20, uh, with two of them coming from the MIAA in number nine, Lindenwood, and number 10, Fort Hay State. So, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, um, that uh, this going to be a very good regional to, to, uh, to watch. And then finally here, women's golf, uh, they resume their season. Uh, Monday, uh, they currently sit at fifth on these uh, at the St. Edwards Invitational in Austin, Texas, and the women's track and field team uh, this Friday through Sunday are participating in the MIAA Indoor Championships in Maryville, Missouri. So I wish them the best of luck uh, and their quest for a MIAA championship. So that being said, now. Uh, we can move on to the main course, and that is, of course, is some UCO football recruiting. Um, Coach Bobek and his staff signed 21 players on uh, uh, on National Signing Signing Day, all of which are interstate uh, products. There, uh, most of which come from come from winning programs. Um, this class. It's not a flashy class by any means um, um, of the imagination. Um, most of these, most of the class consists of offensive linemen, um, defensive players mainly in in the secondary. But what you have is a very physical group uh, of, of players um, with uh, with some mean streaks, um, very technically sound. 
um, with, with, with again, a well-coached and high ceiling. So, um, already discussed the nine Juco uh, signees at the early signing, signing period. So, don't feel the need to discuss them again. Um, but I, I do have more information on a couple of them. Uh, it looks like that linebacker, uh, Kyshawn Smith from Kilgore Community College in Texas, will actually have a chance to play early, uh, as will... Um, as will defensive lineman Cordy Brown Jr. and Daryl French, along with wide receiver Amante Phillips. So there could be a few of those um, Juco guys uh, that, that you will see early on uh, in the upcoming season for UCO. I'm looking forward to that uh, because those guys also have the size and experience to really make a, a impact early, uh, early, early on. Um, but as far as the high school signings go, um, I'm gonna just just go down the list here. There's there's no specific order for this. Um, I did watch film on all 21 people. It did take some time, uh, but uh, there, there were there there was no no order. Um, but it, it was again a very impressive class because not only did they fill needs, in, in my opinion, they got they got bigger and stronger on the offensive line, uh, which is great because the offensive line, as you know, uh, last season uh, suffered some injuries there that cost some shuffling, um, and so you're adding more depth and more talent there, uh, and then defensively, uh, you know, the the defensive line uh, took a hit due to. Uh, gradu- gradu- graduation, they did a good job there, uh, of course, on the early signing period, getting some early impact guys, but on signing day, getting some guys uh, for the future here that also have, have huge upsides. And then in the secondary, of course, uh, they had quite a few transfers in there last year. Uh, uh, Dion Hallman, I think uh, Jordan Noyle. So uh, you have some guys that have to be uh, replace and then you got guys like like second team All American O'Shea Harris who will be a senior along with Jakari Hunt and so those are guys you have to start looking um, at who will be taking uh, their place in the coming years and they also did a pretty good job in my opinion of addressing that uh, the two headliners though the two headliners uh, that are with marquee signings. Uh, I would, you, if you were to compare this uh, to your standard Division One, uh, the equivalent of blue chips, if 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 you would uh, make the comparison here, that is Enid running back Will Phillips and Westmore uh, uh, offensive lineman slash defensive lineman Lane Grantham. Both had D one offers. Uh, and I mean legit D1, not FCS. I'm talking Division 1 uh, FBS offers here. Uh, Will Phillips turned down a East Michigan offer, and Lane Grantham turned down an offer from Army, uh, Army Air Force, Ohio, and Utah State. So uh, anytime you know you get a guy to come play D2 over at FCS school is a win, but let alone over at FBS school, uh, this says a lot about the program that uh, that is here at UCO and the type of momentum here that they have going to where you feel like now 
uh, that they can obviously compete now with, with, with some of the uh, some of the you know uh, group of five schools. You know, I mean, uh, 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 I mean, you know, look at it here. Uh, Utah State made a made a you know made a bowl game. I believe they had nine uh, ten win seasons. Be a very solid uh, North North. <coughs> excuse me, a very solid North Texas team in the Mexico Bowl. Um, uh, Ohio is also a, a stalwart in the MAC conference. I believe that they made a, 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 another bowl, um, seven eight win team, and then Eastern Michigan is a, is another team out of, out of the MAC that uh, is also was a seven win team this year and made and made a, a, a bowl. So, you know, those are three schools that uh, are winning programs. Uh, so it again was was a surprise when they did decide to put pen pen to paper on that, but um, yes, we'll just we'll start we'll start there with uh, Will Phillips. Um, Will Phillips has seen different measurements. Um, he's somewhere between five eleven, six foot, between two hundred five and two ten. Um, is a legitimate visual talent. Um, he definitely is your new age back and run, can catch. Uh, they, they moved him around a lot of Enid. I saw him uh, where they had him out, out wide, a receiver on some formations. They had him at, at running back. He, he even threw a couple of passes. Uh, does not have the elite speed uh, for the uh, for the position, but I feel like it's kind of one of those one of those guys from probably 50, 60 yards not going to catch um, but you know anything long, longer than that you, should, you might get get ran down by somebody who is faster uh, does, does not go down on first first contact um, again at, at his size at the, at the D2 level um, it should should definitely uh, be a plus uh, has tremendously good hands for a running back uh, has great balance. Uh, there were there were many plays where he just uh, would, would tiptoe the sideline or or get hit and and still keep his balance and uh, and and also uh, when he's tackled, he's always leaning forward, which is a very underrated trait uh, as a running back. But de- definitely has some high upside here, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see uh, where he. Uh, Fits in the rotation here, running back. As you know, uh, Claire McKenzie is gone, but they still have Justin Curry back, who I would assume would have the inside track to be the starting back uh, this year. You got uh, Sabor Daniels. Um, you'll have uh, Peyton Scott, who was the, was the Oklahoma Gatorade Player of the Year out of Sand Springs, uh, who who redshirted along with Tucker Pauley from. Uh, Bigsby, and then you also brought in T.J. Roberts from uh, Mexican Community College. Uh, so you 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 would have a steady backfield here. So I'm curious to see if Will Phillips will indeed get any playing time early. I will not be surprised if he does. Will also not be surprised if he redshirted, which would just tell you the level of talent there. Uh, you have a legitimate D1 uh, player that would take a redshirt year. Um, because of the talent in front of him. Uh, as far as the other marquee signing goes, Lane Grantham, uh, after doing some digging, 
Uh, turns out, uh, um, his mom was my first grade teacher. So I find that that's kind of a cool fact. Um, shows how small this world actually is. Um, but he he's he's a guy at Westmore that played defensive tackle and center. Uh, I believe he is 6'2", 290, 295-ish. Um, really not sure where he'll play. Now, um, this is a guy, very nasty player. Mean streak is strong. Um, the highlight I, I saw of him at center, uh, definitely um, one heck of a run blocker. Uh, the feet just keep on churning. I mean, he he just he, he dominates his his man uh, on on defense. Was double teamed a lot. Still got back there. I'm, I'm curious to see where he is because I feel like he can make an impact either way. You know, at center, uh, Nick George will be a senior. He has also battled for injury issues, and uh, Ben Ralston has used up his eligibility. So. Not entirely sure what the position is looking like there. I'm sure uh, during spring we'll um, we'll shed some more light uh, on that on that position. Uh, but um, and then and then they was a tackle uh, where we, there there is there is numbers and with the addition of Corey Brown Jr. six three three hundred and twenty pounds JUCO out of Arizona Western. Um, they have the numbers. It is the size. I think last year they only had one uh, lineman. That was Tyrell Cummins at 300 pounds. Uh, the, the rest are under. Not necessarily a, a, a huge... Um, at, at, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing because the tackles were effective. Uh, Tulsa transfer Mike Rios uh, was, an immediate, was an immediate starter. Uh, at 270, um, made, made made a pretty good, uh, pre pretty pretty good name for himself uh, before the knee injury. Uh, so you have numbers, you just wonder where his future lies. That I'm not entirely sure. That's what I had hoped to ask Coach Bobek, um because I was curious to see where he thinks he would line up. But either way. Uh, I'm thinking that he will definitely, uh, he's a guy, I, I would venture to say he might have a chance to play early, he might not, again, depending on where he is, what what position they, they put him at, but he, he definitely has some, has some uh, big time talent that, uh, <clears throat> that, 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 should, that should serve him well in his Bronco. Uh, career. Another guy, as I go down the uh, the list list here, uh, is Shamaz McBride, a defensive back out of Tipton. I believe they're one of the smaller class classes here uh, in the state. Uh, a 5'10", 175. Um, now, I'm going to make this statement, okay? And and, and anybody who has listened to this podcast knows. That the name I'm about to say, he reminds me of, I hold in very high regard. Uh, and that is, he reminds me somewhat, and, and again, I need to somewhat of Jakari Headhunter Hunt. Uh, as anybody knows, Jakari Hunt is one of my favorite players on the team. Just his physical style, style of play 
uh, just really appreciate that. It's something that you don't see in this day and age of the sport, uh, especially from the city position. And so it is. Uh, so Jacari Hunt, uh, to me, is, is always a treat. Uh, watching him play now, Samaj McBride. The highlights here. Um, he seems to have the, the similar style Jakari. I mean, just willing to lay his body out there, uh, willing to lay the big hits. And for 175, uh, has some pretty pretty nasty hits. Now I have to think here. Uh, he takes the red shirt. Uh, you know, he has a full year under uh, strength, strength coach uh, Smelser. And, you know, he puts on maybe 10, 10 pounds or so. And he can come in there and and could also slide in that Jakari Hunt spot when Jakari Hunt uh, graduates and become that feared safety that makes receivers question going across the middle. Again, Jakari Hunt last year uh, also brought up injuries, but had, had big hits that I know had an impact in games. Um... So I'm curious to see if he does, if he's able to lead up to that uh, and uh, put me right on that. Another note before I get more deep into here uh, is most of these players played both ways. So most of these, well, most all of the uh, defensive backs signed were either running backs, receivers, and in the case of Tara Roberts from Ardmore was a quarterback. Um, so they bring good knowledge of the offense position. They all have good, good ball skills. And that's also a very, uh, underrated fact too, because, um, you know, a lot of times you'll see, uh, defensive backs drop surefire interceptions. This will not be the case, uh, with, with this, with this group, because most of them also caught passes, uh, in uh in in high school as well um but i mentioned terrell roberts terrell roberts was a guy i saw play in the i believe armor 5a state championship no no it was the five i think it was the five a state championships um and he 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 was a guy that that did it all for armor quarterback uh they they ran the option i, I do really love the triple option uh, at, at, at 165 was definitely a, a, a one-man show in that state championship game. I believe that they they fell short uh, in that in that game. But um, what uh, is 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 another guy that is physical for his for uh, for, for his size. Uh, obviously, as an awesome quarterback here, uh, is shifty has has pretty good. Uh, speed, uh, solid, solid ball skills, um, and is, an, is another guy that um, you know that 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 should have a bright, a bright future. Richard here, uh, AJ Davis from Carl Albert is, is from a very established program. Um, you know, well, also played some some uh, receiver at Carl Albert, uh, so he he you know. Also brings that that the skill set, the, the the ball skills. Uh, very good athlete. Uh, also also fast. Um, you know, most of the defensive backs are about five ten ish, but all all can jump. All have pretty good ball skills. Um, 
Another one of note would be Dylan Buckheit from More High. He's a guy I saw a lot of the past couple of years uh, personally play. Uh, and he's a guy I was surprised when they signed him as a defensive back because to me, he strikes me more uh, of a wide receiver. Right? He was he was pretty much more go-to guy at six foot 185. Uh, has really good good ball because is actually faster than he might appear. I mean, uh, you know, Moore's playing in the six a one, the the biggest class uh, in in the whole state there, and uh, he he got open uh, by a wide margin on on a pretty good amount of defenders. I like to think here, uh, this is a guy that uh, I know. It's probably something to play safety, but I would be surprised if he did not get a look at receiver at some point in time. Because uh, again, to me, he uh, he 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 definitely possesses uh, the ability, I think, to be an effective receiver, especially at the deeper level. And more has has not has has a couple of guys. Uh, I would keep an eye out for. Um, the, the, on this this coming a season that I again I have seen more a lot um, over the, over the past couple of years I know they have a, a defensive end by the name of Cole Kern I believe uh, is very very quick uh, off the uh, off off the ball as a guy that I I think would if you if if he did come to UCO would would probably uh, would need a retro year. Uh, to find his skills and get stronger, but but he was was definitely a force back there. Uh, they have a running back. I can't think of his name at the moment, but he was also a very good, very good player. Uh, you know, you have uh, they got a decent linebacker up there too, by the name of Cruz of Cruz Garrett, uh, a very uh, smart player, always around the ball, and then finally. Uh, the marquee, the main fish, uh, would be Daniel Deuce Highsaw Jr., uh, who who plays quarterback, five uh, ten, about a buck eighty, very explosive player. Um, you're not gonna catch him in the open open field. Is uh, a heck of a weapon. He already has a Nevada offer. Normally, I would say that would be a deterrent, but given the signing. Uh, Will Phillips and uh, Lane Grantham here. I would like to think you should would have would have a shot here. He's a guy I think would end up being either a running back, receiver, or defensive back. But either way, Daniel Hassel Jr. Uh, is a player, regardless whether or not he comes, is a player to watch next year at six a one because he definitely is one of the most exciting players in the state, in my humble opinion. Uh, moving on now, back to the back to the signings here. Um, on the line, uh, on both sides of the ball, really, some some very physically imposing players. Uh, most notably here, Stillwater offensive lineman Brandon Hardesty at 6'7", 310 pounds, uh, can move for a man his size. Uh, definitely a uh, a a mauler in the run blocking. Uh, gets to his, gets to the gets to the second level. Extremely fast again for for a man of his uh, 
of, of his size, uh, the, 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 the run, the, the run, run blocking seems, seems to be better at this moment than, than pass blocking it. But a man of that size, uh, can really do some, some damage, <clears throat> uh, in the, in the future. Um, another guy, Jamal Ronas here out of, out of Guthrie, only 265. Uh, but it's six five, so he, he, he so the man does have a frame there, which you could probably add thirty, you know, at least thirty pounds on. Um, and he is also uh, let me tell you what, what I said. The man can pull. The man can pull. Um, so it's pretty good, good, good burst there. Uh, also gets to the second second level. Uh, does finish blocks, which which is which is also something that I feel like is, is you gotta look at too. A lot of guys will hit somebody and stop, but you gotta finish blocks. Um, numerous, numerous, numerous pancakes, and uh, some of, some of them were just uh, just downright downright brutal uh, on the uh, on the defender. Um, no, I, I mean the the other linemen are are similar similar uh, similar skills here. Uh, Sam Smith out of Stillwater, uh, six four, two uh, six four ninety five. Uh, also, um, massive mauler in the uh, run game there. Uh, great uh, great size. And then looking at the defensive line, uh, one guy that jumped off to me. And I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, is Satani Lamecki, six foot two, uh, twenty-five out of Auburn. Let, let me tell you, this man highlight tape. I had to watch several times because it was that impressive. Let me tell you, I took I took down some notes here. Um, the first three highlight clips I saw uh, is him bursting through double teams. Uh, picking up the running back and literally body slamming the man on the ground. Uh, it really uh, made your jaw drop there. Uh, it's extremely quick for a man uh, of his size. I mean, as soon as that ball snapped, um, I'm telling you, I mean, he he was back there. Uh, once he gets his hands on you, it is game over. You're not gonna dust. Don't even don't don't even try. Uh, there was there was one clip in particular where he ran a quarterback down on the opposite end of the field, grabbed him by the sleeve of his jersey and swung him at least three yards out of bounds. Uh, it was it was really impressive. And then just to show his versatility, uh, the, he he also played along the offensive line. They, they show one clip at the end of him pulling on a run block. And uh, let me tell you, I felt bad for whoever that defender was because uh, he was lifted off the ground. And, and I mean, it, it, it was it was bad. You could tell this man is exceptionally strong. Uh, I, this is a man I would be surprised if uh, he does not make an impact sooner rather than later, I, I mean this this man, this man's talent level to me is D one worthy. Uh, I'm not sure of what other offers the man had, but let me tell you, uh, this is a guy who, if he had not had any other offers, 
truly fell through the crack because uh, this 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 is a serious player that I I really am uh, am high on here. Um, you should also did add two more receivers. In uh, East Central wideout wide Keith Smith, 581-60 East Central, as of late, has been very good to uh, Alessio. Uh, Bruce White, you know, the star from a couple of years ago to walk on that uh, proceeded to go off, was injured uh, this year, who should also be factored into the running back uh, scenario. And then my man Sabor Daniels. Uh, also from Essential, so Essential has done good for UCO uh, as, as of late, but uh, Keith Smith here is your uh, slot guy, um, very good on jet on, on uh, jet sweeps here, has has pretty good uh, vision, pretty good hands, uh, is, is shifty, and then the, the, uh, the same could be said for Westmore receiver Jacob Clark, 5'10", 170. He reminds me more of your Julian Edelman, West West Walker type, your your Cole Beasley, uh, your move to change, slippery, not fast, uh, but quick, can get open. Uh, like I said, it, it, that, that's what he strikes me more as. Uh, Keith Smith strikes me more as the more uh, the more explosive of the two. But I think I think that they will that they will both have some roles here. As you know, Dustin Boskis. And I've heard Dustin Boskis might be in line to possibly get a sixth year. I'm not sure if that's gonna, if that's, that can happen or not. I believe he'll be a senior this year. But I, what I've been I've been told is that several guys actually have a chance to get a, a sixth year, and I think Dustin Boskis is one of those guys. I'm not sure uh, how strong his case is. Now, if he does indeed get a six-year, uh, that would be great because Dustin Boxer, as you know, had a breakout season. Um, but to me, Keith Smith is a, is a similar size. Uh, the highlights I've seen here seems to me uh, that he does have some shades of D Dustin Boxer. You know, D Dustin Boxer is a guy that prior, prior to, I mean, you know, he, he's a guy that I feel like defenses do didn't really respect his speed as much as they should have, because Dustin Boskis was mainly used uh, in the underneath patterns, because you have Mikhail Hall as your as your, as your deep threat there, man, and rightfully so. But uh, there there were times this season where Dustin Boskis burned several several defenders deep. I, I think that I think the teams kind of uh, underestimated his speed. But uh, Keith Smith is a guy that that kind of uh, reminds me uh, of of Dustin Boskis. Uh, another guy here as I as I kind of uh, wrap this up here. Is uh, Isaiah Major out of Millwood? That, that is that is that that is uh, OU signee Marcus Major's cousin. Uh, Isaiah Major is a six foot, two hundred and ten pound linebacker. Now, now let me tell you the highlights. The highlights I saw of him reminded me of former OU standout Eric Stryker. Uh, they seem to use him in that in that same pass rushing role. Uh, has great speed and timing. Uh, fires off off the 
uh, off the off the snap there. Uh, does very good at breaking down before the tackle. You know, a lot of guys um, will overrun the sack or overrun the tackle. He does a good job of finding the ball carrier, breaking down, making the tackle. Uh, very good instincts. I I I think uh, I think will will have a a very bright future. Um, as as will his teammate Dantes Fagan, the 5'11", 175, uh, defensive back, also out of Millwood. Uh, this is this is another guy. Uh, I'm not sure how many interceptions he had on the season, but in the highlight video, I saw at least five or six. Uh, is very very good ball skills. Uh, is physical and again you know that the Millwood program is well coached by uh, head coach Daryl Franklin and that in that staff so uh, overall it, it was a really good class for UCO I think this is a class here that again uh, is not loaded up on skill positions I, I think you got that last year uh, this year was you know what uh, in the trenches um, physical, defensive, offensive lineman, uh, secondary focus class here, which I think if you look at last year, you could say it's probably the primary needs. I know they were looking to add a quarterback in there because if you look, Chandler Garrett, uh, uh, Will Collins, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Will Collins, and, uh, Akis Calhoun are all are all juniors, and then you have um, the redshirt freshman Camden Camden Cargill on the CHA. So I can see why they want to add another quarterback in there. I like to think that that would be a focus of this cycle. But uh, overall, overall, it was a very solid class uh, for UCO here again with the two. Uh, Marquis signings, and finally, before I forget, because I, I almost forgot, they, they they did bring in another wide receiver out of Douglas, uh, Leontes Bethany. Now, this is a guy. This is this is a, this is a guy that I think has a really high ceiling here. He was the last signee. He he uh, he, he signed late after I watched all the highlight tape, but I went back and watched some of him. Uh, 6'3", 190 out of uh, Douglas. You know, Douglas had a had a down year, but they, they also um, have produced some high-level athletes before. Uh, this is a guy that is physical, uh, is a jump ball specialist, did a lot of impressive catches uh, at, at, at Douglas there that I think will have a, a very good future here, I think. Uh, especially, I mean, if, 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 because uh, you, you look at it now, you have uh, like, um, uh, Elliot Curry will be a senior, okay? Um, he also is physical. I mean, he, he's about three inches short of I mean, Elliot Curry. I'm tell you, he's a physical man. I, I cannot wait to see what he does this year. Um, you know, you got, you got, uh, uh, I just I was I just I just lost his name now. I just I just lost his name. Um, 
but you 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 have bigger receivers. They got they got Caden Caden Mendenhall um, from uh, from from always the the, uh, the 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 OSU tra- transfer here, uh, who, who who also have had some size as did Ronald Turner uh, Ronald Turner Jr. They both I know Turner Jr. at least finished. I think Mendenhall did too. Now. You saw Tyrone Howell, the true freshman out of Idabel, another bigger receiver at, at, at 6'3", coming there, making an immediate uh, impact. Then you also have that registered last year, the guy that I'm still high on, uh, out of Marlowe, that was 6'3", Dawson Huddleston. So you, so you, so you see them bringing in uh, a nice blend there of your physical receivers and your slot guys. And I think that Leontes, uh, Leontes here would definitely follow uh, in that in that in that line because I've been looking there. Um, I, again, I'm, I would not be surprised if, if he played because when uh, I saw Tyrone Howell in that preseason scrimmage, uh, he was a guy that I, I told was going to redshirt, and I was looking at that. And I, I was like, I, it's, it's going to be tough. It's, it's, it's going to be tough to me just to find registering Tyrone Howe because Tyrone Howe's skills uh, as a big receiver was really impressive. And then once the receiving core was struggling early, early on there because Kill Hall had not yet arrived, uh, they they threw him in there and he had a hundred yards of leave uh, within his very first two games. So. Uh, I, I'm just saying, uh, Coach uh, Darrell Jackson does a does a good job with the wide receivers. I mean, you have Josh Crockett, who's now in the NFL. You have J.T. Looper. So he obviously knows what to do. And I think he has the talent here to once again produce another solid receiving core uh, for the Broncos. So um, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, again, hopefully we'll have the interview Coach Bobek fairly soon. We're working on that, uh, and when that does happen, we will we will bring that to you. But uh, in the meantime, I hope you enjoy. Uh, my name is JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Have a beautiful time. <laughs>